Welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas, and I am joined by Frank down in Austin, rocking the hell out of his Los Verdes shirt. Frank, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well, Brian. You know I got to rock them. We're 2-0, 10 goals, first two games. Pretty good. That's pretty solid work. Uh, has not been done. No MLS team has ever opened the season scoring more than nine goals until Austin... FC did it after game two. No, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be honest, uh, they scored so few goals last year that this is probably just a return to the mean for them. So they have a couple games here where they score more than uh, more than normal. the average. I was gonna bring yeah. it. Up. I wasn't going to bring it up because new season, new ability. They did finish really low last year, but. Big fanfare. Every fucking game was pretty impressive. Yeah, and you know this the skill is there. Um, they definitely have good skill players. There's a couple of people last season were a little bit more diva-ish, especially the those players you can si- sign at a what that higher salary thing that they've got. Yeah, um, I can't remember. I don't even know what it's called. It's like a special contract that you can give to three players to. It's like a franchise contract, but yeah. Yeah. These are the guys who make the real money. Yeah. Everybody else is kind of one and a half or below. These guys can go up to 5 million. Um, Some even higher. Uh, But the players we signed with that exception last year were, were okay. Um, but nowhere near what they started this season at. So I don't know. Maybe it's just the team coming together. We'll see. Five one five uh, nothing. Portland on Saturday is going to be the first real test. I mean, Inter Miami doesn't really have anybody at the moment. Cincinnati's a new newish <laughs> franchise. So, well, um, are you drinking anything in celebration of this wonderful start to the well, MLS season? You know, funny. I didn't intend for it to line up this way, but I am drinking real ale, fresh kicks. Nah, so you know, um, yeah, good, good hazy IPA. It's not. Is um, it is it a hazy IPA or is it a pale ale? It's a hazy, but it's not like super. Like the mouthfeel isn't like thick like some of the hazies. Yeah, that's why I asked because if I remember, I I that's remembering cool. drinking it and I thought it was more of like a hazy pale ale than a hazy IPA, so a little bit lower in ABV. But yeah, six six six. They list it as an IPA, but okay, you know maybe they've changed this recipe. It's it is super light. Like um, I'll I'll give them credit. Good beer. I've not still had anything bad from real ale. So right. Yeah, it's another good one. Well, I am drinking a near to me beer as well because real ale. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and Blanco, Texas. I'm gonna say it's near to near to Austin. Might yeah, it's well. pretty close. Um, I am drinking Roller Town Beer Works from Salina, Texas. Okay. I am drinking their uh, Green Ribbon, which is a I think it's a German Hellas. 
Um, okay. One of the best beers. So Mrs. Brian took me up there for my birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, they had you would have you would have loved the the trip. I didn't get to talk about it because it was our anniversary cast that weekend. Um, but you would have enjoyed the the trip up there. First off, it's mm-hmm. a really small brewery uh, in a small ass town. Um, but they had uh, Cane Rosa as the uh, like a food option. Uh, good beers on tap all night. Um, had a, a sample flight just to kind of test them out, but the pizza really was a star of the show. Frank, they brought their Italian tiled oven, like the Italian tiled oven up there with their Neapolitan dough. That oh, they, it was, it's legit as hell, man. And uh, they were firing out pizzas there in the parking lot. That's awesome. It was really, really good. Uh, a, a freaking awesome experience. And uh, we got some to-go beers. I got a full four pack of this green ribbon because it was that tasty. Yeah. And I will say the, um, the canning process, I think they're still dialing it in because the beer does taste different in the crawlers to go than it did on tap there. Um, quite different, not just a little bit different, quite different. Um, but it means to kind of be expected. Um, then their hazy IPA they have on tap, their nine percenter is fire. Is so goddamn good. Either they're on on premise and to go, just phenomenal beer. Um, their juice serum, <laughs> which is like a seven percent uh, traditional like hazy IPA. When I say traditional, it's what I like in an IPA, which is a little bit of bitterness mixed with some juice. It was really really good, man. And um, I don't know. I, there were some of the beers I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, some of the beers that are really popular around here, I wasn't as big of a fan of. Um, there's a lot of uh, similarities across their brands, yeah. meaning like I think they're using the same yeast and it was pulling out a lot of the same characters across varying styles that really shouldn't have had any crossover flavors. Um, but the ones that use uh, their own yeast strains were very, very tasty. So Nice. Now, is this accurate? Is Sal- Salina is only 15 miles from your house? Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. There's only two turns between my house and the brewery if you go like country roads out there. So it's kind of cool, man. And the roads to get out there are dope. Like they are twisty, windy uh, farm roads that are just beautiful. So uh, I will say I'm liking this Hellas beer. Uh, Like I said, I feel like there's a little oxidation in this package, but not enough to really uh, kick it out of bed. if you want a good interpretation of German hop character in uh, this is, this is probably the freshest uh, freshest beer I've had that lets the like German hops sing. So highly recommend you pick up some green ribbon. If you see it out on tap, I know uh, roller town is getting out into bars in North Texas. They're, they're, I think they're doing self-distribution, so they're getting out there. I know they're at the Brass Tap, and I think they're at What's on Tap. Uh, both of them are, like, you know, uh, craftier beer bars in North Texas and uh, and or Growler Crowler bars. So I'm excited to see what else they can churn out. And uh, just in general, you know, taste the, the, the change that is coming to uh, the North Texas beer scene. So... Big fan all around. Anyway, 
wonderful, wonderful. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm, I may be overselling the wonderfulness of the beer. It's good. It's drinkable. It's different, uh, than what and, you can But find. you said it was better on draft. Yes, it definitely is better on draft. Definitely. Okay. Um, but like so I said, are, they, are they only recently canning or no, I mean, they've, I think they've been doing beer to go this whole time. Okay. Um, but they're doing like beer to go single crawlers at a time. I think, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they have a small canning production, but so you bought crawlers. That's essentially what they are. They're sold in four pack, 16 ounce cans, but they oh, crawlers. Got it. You know what I mean? Like the handwritten label, they're crawlers. I got it. Um, All right. But yeah, they're, uh, the owners are, uh, two guys from uh, the, the Ben and skin morning show. It's the, uh, Morning talk radio, mm. sports radio guys in Dallas. What what is it with this? Well, they must just be copying the freaking. Everybody's copying dudes down one here another. with. Uh, everybody's just a rip off of one another. Yeah, what's the what's the one down here that we didn't like for a while? Fuck, figured out it was actually pretty good beer. Um. Oh, you're talking about Allstat. Allstat, yeah. yeah. No, no, the Allstat's not run by fucking. No, uh, it's not. But it's it, like you were convinced that they were in radio marketing the way they were doing. Dude, one of them has to be. They had like some massive amount of fucking marketing spend on Ford's. Well, it's because they bought all the old tractors they could possibly buy, and they're like, "What do we do with all this extra money?" So awesome! Fucking the the flex of having old track like millions of dollars worth of tractors out in a tractor museum at a brewery. Uh That's a weird flex. Not just that building this concrete palace to him, and then them just allowing the tractors to leak oil all over the floor. Um, Mind-boggling. It's a a lot. It's cool. They have a cool setup, but that tractor museum is one of the oddest things I've ever been to at a brewery. It's cool, but it's odd. I mean, that would be like if I decided to, if I opened a winery, and in the winery, like, parking area, I opened up a museum dedicated to armored trains. Like... Trains that things that should have been probably left in the history books. <laughs> yeah, trains that are outfitted to function like tanks, but have the uh, really um, limiting abilities of a fucking train. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's, I mean, okay, I'm gl- I'm glad you brought it up because I sent you that picture. But the train that they use, right? That they're currently invading. What is the town? The name of the town. Let me just pull it back up real quick. So it is Mel Melved. Yeah, sounded Melved? out, buddy. Sounded out. You're almost something, there. Something like that. Melville. Henry Melville. They're attacking. <laughs> well, it's it's the town in in Ukraine with an M that oh, okay. Russia's attacking the week of March eighth. In any case, they all of a sudden showed up. It's a border town, and they showed up with a armored train. Now. <laughs> I, I mean, first thing that pops in my mind is how physically limiting a train is when it comes to attacking. <laughs> Second, how easily it's stopped without even touching the train, right? Yeah. Get rid of the tracks. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, like I said, <laughs> um, you just kind of fuck up the tracks a little bit ahead of it, and you've really yeah. limited the ability Kamala of the train. Just blow up, I don't know, a mile worth of track and see how quickly that can be repaired. Um. Yeah, seems to be an interesting strategy. In any case, they, you know what's uh, funny though, Frank? Uh, gasoline, a little bit of a short. You know, they didn't really plan for gas. The Russians didn't. But 
repaired train tracks they have in large quantity. They are ready to throw down brand new train tracks if they need to. Could you imagine? Oh, we got to get the supply lines running. Bring out the extra railroad ties. The world has been sitting like on the sidelines waiting for Russia to fuck something up for how long now? 60 years? Yeah, decades. And they come out with literally shit that we we didn't even know people still owned. Yeah. It's like... It'd be like your dad showing up with a, Vol- a Volvo, what, like C80 from a 1976, still running, but it's got a million miles on it. You know, like, okay, but, don't think that's, that's, don't need to drive that anymore, Grandpa. That, I mean, it's like showing up to a golf tournament against Tiger Woods and you've got wooden clubs. Exactly, exactly. What, what are I you mean, doing? I'm playing with a Harry. We're going to hit a, we're going to hit the ball straight today. Thunk. Like, it just, what is that? What are you fucking, is that a baseball that you're playing with? <laughs> no, yeah, what if you actually just use one of those, like, gallbladder, whatever, pig bladder balls? Yeah. They used back in the day. Yeah, that's what they call them, Harry's. They used to stuff them oh. with human hair. And those are replaced by featheries, <laughs> which were stuffed with feathers. Feathers. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I just, it's it's the it's the sheer age of this stuff, yeah. right? Like the some of the newest shit is from two thousand and two, two thousand three. Meanwhile, like Ukraine is getting a bunch of MIGs from like the late nineties well, in exchange from Poland in exchange for the U.S. Re, resupplying Poland with like state of the art. Well, they're older, but still fucking badass machines that are better than what they're giving away. My favorite is the fact that uh, we have, it's funny you brought up Volvo, because Saab is supplying a lot of the Ukraine with uh, Javelin rocket launchers, which is hilarious. The manufacturer of the safest cars on the road are providing grandmas and children with rocket propelled grenades that can take out tanks from yep. half a mile away. Congratulations. I, I feel like that is you've won 2022 sob. Congratulations. Uh. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the little things. It's the little things. I, I think it's just funny because at some point everybody's sitting around and you're like, you know, it'd be kind of cool if Russia gets their ass beat, but we're not, we're not entirely sure that, you know, Ukrainian uh, armaments is up to speed and up to technology. Then they roll out with the fucking museum. <laughs> like they they pretty much went to the national uh, archives and pulled out the shit from like the late sixties, early seventies. That pretty much, I guess, whatever we left in Vietnam is what they're using at this point. <laughs> well, it's whatever was left over when they were trying to supply, or when they were trying to take over Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. In the 70s and 80s. Uh, yeah, it was a bit yeah, of a problem. So. I mean, uh, so Germany did the same thing when they were trying to fight in World War II on the Eastern Front with Russia. Uh, they couldn't produce tanks fast enough to keep up with Russian tanks for giant tank battles. Uh, so what Germany did was they basically put uh, uh, tank cannons on like large truck platforms mm-hmm. and then just sent them off. So you have like, you know, uh, a tank turret mounted on the back of a fucking people mover, like a, 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 a glorified large pickup truck bed, and uh, it would just shake itself to pieces. But it would fire a couple times and maybe scare the shit out of people. So 
the Germans used it because they could produce like 10 of those by the time they produced one tank that was worth their yeah, shit. Yeah. So they're just like, ah, fuck it. We'll, fi- we'll be fine. And we all know how well the Eastern Front worked out for the Germans in World War II. It's just perfect. Everything was fine. Yeah. Everything was no, no, nothing to see here. Nothing to it's, see here. But it's, it's, the, it's the sheer like weirdness of what they're trying, right? Like they have this armored tank. The locomotive is totally exposed. So that it does not have armor around it, um, which okay, interesting play. Um, they, well, because we all know the agility of trains can really yeah. outmaneuver <laughs> gunfire and artillery. I think that's the best part about it is like it's a fucking train, dude. <laughs> I don't even think we we. There are no evasive maneuvers that you can pull in a fucking train. You have stop. You have go. You have reverse. Those are your that starts real slow. Those are your three (laughs) evasive maneuvers. And unless someone you're dealing with someone with severe head trauma, they're just going to get in line with the fucking track and be like, problem solved, evade this motherfuckers. And then like, (laughs) what? It's like what we talked about. Do you remember? Oh my God. This is all coming back to the early days of no beer left behind. Do you remember we were talking about the uh, non-raised railroad crossings in America and how many accidents took place at those every year and how we were Mm -hmm. dumbfounded by how many people got killed by trains because Mm -hmm. it's a fucking train. Like, how are you getting hit by trains? Just stay off the track. You can reduce your train casualties by 100% if you just stay out of its way you know it's a trains it's like shark attacks like oh you can reduce shark attacks by a million percent if you just don't go in the fucking ocean so problem solved that at least like ah people fall into the ocean you know what i mean like i guess people get stuck on the sports it's fine yeah 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 Yeah, what if people enjoy fucking laying down on train tracks or like parking their cars in really dangerous spots the fuck are you doing getting killed by a train Mm -hmm. i still don't get it and i get putting a turret on a fucking train car even less. I, uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's pretty funny. I I just daily, daily, there are pictures that come out from that war that you're, you know, horrified oh, by. But wait, we're not once in a while. The one comes out and you're like, is this a fucking is, is this that the- a grandma is that sorry a grandfather clock that yeah. they're using for the, like <laughs> it's mounted to their wrists so they can yeah. they can time their bombardments they can sync their watches like wait a second this motherfucker's got a cuckoo clock on his wrist <laughs> yeah. we found it uh, on the way to the storming of the ukraine I, the the fucking blows my mind it really does this bullshit so, that we're dealing. Oh, by the way, are we working? Are we? Did we lose our NATO contract on No Girl Left Behind? I assume we did because we're calling. You called it a war, and apparently NATO can't call it a war or a conflict. So I forgot about that. I forgot about yeah, that. I hope we it's don't get special, our. It's a special military operation. Yeah, I hope we don't get our fucking NATO status revoked. Yeah, God, that would really suck. Fuck. It's really the only thing that's protecting Buda at the moment. We Well, we do supplement uh, the millions of... It's, it's how we get our tax break. Uh, because of the millions of listeners that we have, we would be paying taxes out the wazoo. But thanks, thanks to yeah, Elon no, no, telling us... Number Left Behind is a DOJ program. Yeah, now, I mean, we do have a contract. Most of it involves Parker, and uh, which is why he's lost a finger and a half up to this point. Um, yeah, if you guys with explosives. Remember, Back in the day, they would send like Bob Hope to the front lines, right? We send the... we send Parker's mangled testicles from his various snip, snap, snip, well, snap. 
That's true, but I didn't I didn't want to disclose this so early on in the conflict. But, mm, thank you. Um, thank you for I appreciate I'll, I'll, you. I'll, I'll break some news, highly confidential, but you know, um it, it'll it'll boost the morale of the troops. Yeah. Um <clears throat> HJs for the homeless come ah. to the front lines. Oh, thank Well, I don't want to keep the soldiers happy. I don't I I a lot of those soldiers are like Kids, I feel like kids and old people. No, okay. There's I, obviously there's going to be some. You're, you're like going to sending vet- them vodka. We're not going to send vodka to the 12 year old with the I, javelin. I mean, I think you do need to. That way, the javelin lands correctly. <laughs> you can't be touching genitals of like octogenarians though, who are like building Molotov cocktails. You it's can't. Not, just- it's not me. This is a, an affiliate program. That oh, an affiliate. <laughs> God. I like this. Why do you think distance I'm ourselves? Going to the front lines here? This is no, no. this is good. We're distancing ourselves yeah. from the possibility. We're not going to be directly involved in the confrontation. Smart. Are, however, you're playing 4D uh, chess, my friend. Oof. That's correct. There will be there will be some uh, significant knowledge sharing going on, mm. probably via Zoom over mm. the coming weeks. Okay. Um, I feel like so that you m- should be looking. If if you're in Kiev, you I, should be looking. Might I suggest look for the kiosks? Might I suggest they'll look very similar to. We use we use places beer. you get hand job. <laughs> we use we use beer PN instead of just using Zoom because it's that uh, way it's encrypted true. and we stay safe so the yeah, Russians this is don't a national security yeah. item. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. We'll we, we'll we'll use beer PN for the, the communication methods. Thanks. It's thanks. We don't want the Russians to figure out how we're jerking off dicks in the Ukraine to well, support that's morale. What we're doing huh? we're providing a service. Oh sorry, sorry, providing a service to the Jesus. dicks of the Ukrainian forces. Yes, you got to keep them, you know, standing tall. Yeah. Okay. Standing up for their, you know, God-given rights. Well, maybe we maybe you just wait and sending in all of your I'm not troops. sending anybody in, Brian. We oh, need you're to be sure here. This is an mm. affiliate program. Okay, cuz NATO might NATO might NATO getting involved. Could you imagine we as NATO representatives, we send in people to support the troops to to, to back the back the troops here. And yeah. then Russia sees that as an act of aggression, and we accidentally start World War Three by sending HJs for the homeless overseas. That's correct. Well, th- my we, God, we can't have we can't have that. No. So, um, it, little do you know the the MIG exchange mm. with with Ukraine, M- multiple MIG really exchange just, that we really just, did. just the pilot program. Uh huh. Um, uh-huh. To make sure that we can get enough lube to the front lines. Uh-huh. Did you get my joke so, there about multiple mix? It can't. It can't be American lube. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Foreign. So, foreign. Yes. So yeah. France has agreed to give up their stockpile. Uh huh. Lubricant s- stock. I think it's called Sacre Lube. That's what they. That's the the French lube name. Sacre okay. Lube. Well, they're they're agreeing to to give theirs up. It's, mm-hmm. it's a couple decades old. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll take that. Send that to Ukraine, and then in exchange, you know, KY will restock the country. So, KY Eve, that's what we. Uh, Eve, it'll, it'll. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> start adding accents to everything. Well, um, hey, listen, that's I'm just giving KY a fucking marketing idea. <laughs> so you could make this work. I mean, I've yeah, done out some I, great things here. Got, it's 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 an affiliate program. Like I said, we're trying to get it off the ground, I get it off the mat, as it were. Um, we'll see. It's uh, definitely the MIG exchange is encouraging this. So the pretty multiple, soon here on the front lines, we might be able to service our troops correctly. Multiple MIG exchange. That's what we have. Multiple MIGs. Mm-hmm. You know that reference, correct? 
So in uh, the movie Silence of the Lambs, you know, when Jodie Foster walks in to see Hannibal Lecter, and mm-hmm. uh, she walks by Miggs, who's in the cell next to oh. next to <laughs> Hannibal, and he throws semen at Jodie Foster that he has just mm-hmm. masturbated into his hand, and then mm-hmm. he, then yep. later he he says that. he says something, and then Hannibal Lecter's like, "What did he say to you?" And Jodie Foster's all like, "He said I can smell your cunt," and it's all like you know weird and not necessary that she says the C word like that, but she says it with a fucking Southern accent and hearing a woman with a Southern accent say cunt is hilarious to me. So yep. Anyway, childhood was great. Uh, (laughs) Hey, great movie though. Um, It is a good movie. In any case, uh, yeah. What has Jodie Foster been up to as as of late, by the way? Uh, I don't know. Uh, You know what? You know what she she could exclude herself from movies while she was, I don't know, man. I, th- I feel like I feel like uh, anybody who makes a shit ton of money as an actor can just stay silent for a while. I guess she was just, in the Mauritanian. I forgot what's that? that? She's been in she's been in quite a few things. Mauritanian. Yeah, the Mauritanian. Is that was, the Martian? No, it's on Hulu at the moment. Oh, okay. Um, she was in Elysium, which you know about. Um, Flight plan, yeah, that was the last one that I remember her in because I saw that. Uh, 2005. <laughs> I haven't Martin. seen very many. Oh, she was an inside man, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, she's been in a couple things, a couple tink, two tree tings, a couple two tree. Yeah, um, so in saying all that, huh, front coming to the front lines, it's gonna be huge. Come, yeah, come C- coming to the front lines. So, Brian, we've been uh, we've been off for a week or two. Uh-huh. Well, not off. We've we've released an episode. Yeah, we did. We did. Um, well, two episodes actually. So, when it comes to uh, well, let's let people behind the behind the curtains for a bit. Uh-huh. So, you're coming down this weekend. Yeah, I'm um, coming down. Um, uh, injured hand. Uh, I'll be down there. Uh, I'm basically. I'll have my temporary uh, handicap sticker on the vehicle. I wanted to be sure, yeah, a that you that you didn't forget to yeah. file for unemployment. Yeah, um, or disability. Thank you. Sorry, oh, unemployment. Uh, yeah. Um, file I'm, for disability as soon as you can. Uh, yep. As far as the um, the plans for the weekend, are there any interesting breweries that you wanted to hit up that weren't here last time? I feel like. We had some normal ones that we like to go to that were off the beaten path that have gotten a bit big now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd still like to go to St. Elmo just to see what they're all about. St. Elmo will do for sure because it's, it's legit and it's not too big. Um, I also hear they have pretty good food there on the weekends. Oh, so God, they do. Uh, they I'd do. like to go by there. Uh, I'll have to look up. There's a few places that kind of popped up on my radar in the last couple of weeks that I want to check out. But, like, I mean, honestly – down with whatever uh I, I i'm excited we're gonna try out pine house on friday yep. evening i think whenever down with that down with saying Elmo. i'm down with uh if i can find some place to to grab some fresh live oak stuff i'm down with that as well okay um i you know i'm easy going we're also gonna have the kiddos uh entertaining yep. them so it'll be it'll be a good time um 
I do have to come clean. We made a joke about it. I just want to make sure that I clear up the air that I am not actually claiming disability or anything. Uh, but we were, we did take an unplanned uh, off week last week because I had to take my first trip as an adult to urgent care um, because I cut my thumb yet again, cutting bell peppers. Um, and this one was, this one was pretty bad. Um, I couldn't get the bleeding to stop. And uh, I made a little hat out of my thumb i just kind of took the hat the tip of my thumb almost all the way off uh and uh it was flapping open and spurting blood everywhere uh and in the most the most uh brian house thing ever uh i am i'm bleeding profusely into the into the kitchen sink as i'm trying to wash the blood Mm -hmm. off and like put pressure on it and i'm telling mrs brian hey get get the daughter's shoes on like y'all get ready to go like we got to go to urgent care. Mrs. Brian yells at our kid, get, you know, Hey, get your shoes on. We got to take dad to the hospital. Boom. Kiddo just jumps in action. She's ready to rock and roll. She's six. She's ready to see some blood. Honestly, dad, hospital, let's go. Yeah. She's like, dad, you're yeah. supposed to be in the car. Yeah. So she's, she's hyped, but not like crazy hype. She's just like, okay, very serious, ready to go. Mrs. Brian, mm-hmm is in her like PJs cause she's like done for the day. She's relaxed in her at home gear. She walks into our bedroom and almost immediately walks right back out fully changed. Like she's now like ready to go. I'm like, okay, thank you for getting ready. Also, where's that on the weekends when we have shit to do? Like you could easily get ready that fast all the time. Is that what this is? Yeah. That's what you're telling me. But whatever, I digress. She also like maybe we just always go to the hospital. Yeah, that's maybe <laughs> what we do instead of taking an hour and a half to decide what shoes to wear. You just act like you're going to the hospital and you're ready to go. But anyway, I digress. She comes out of the bedroom and she's like throwing her purse on. She's you know getting masks and everything ready. And she looks at me and she's like, "You're gonna have to drive yourself. I'm sorry. I've had some wine tonight." And I go, "How much wine have you had?" She's like, "I got home early and I started drinking." And she's like heading for the door like this is all sinking in that out now you're now driving with a bloody I'm thumb driving myself to the urgent care <laughs> with an audience that i don't have to have like you can now just stay here i don't need y'all to come with me i what is happening so yeah i had to drive myself to urgent care with an audience of a family i was like y'all having fun is this good for y'all i'm why would you even volunteer <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I was like, well, I'm going to have this, to drive. I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so. So what okay. is the purpose of you on this right. trip at the moment? I was That's like, fantastic. well, she, good news is she, she handled the, all the administrative stuff at the, oh, okay. at the urgent Name. care center, which insurance I, number. So, yeah. Big fan of that. So they can get me like started right away on my triage. Well, uh, the triage is you put your hand in that coagulating gel stuff, which uh, is cool as shit. You like see the dude blood pulling slowly out. come out of your finger. It's so cool. I couldn't see it because it was just covered in foam. And also I thought they were like, okay, dip your hand, whole hand into here. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. As I'm putting my hand in the guy goes, it's going to be cold. No shit. This stuff is like 40 degrees. Oh, like, it's cold, yeah. Don't didn't know why. The lady who also came I bet in they stored it in the fridge. The lady who but. came in and did the actual procedure was also very concerned about how cold it was. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway. I bet they just they pulled a new one out of the fridge. Homeboy, oh, that <laughs> asshole. By the way, you I remember you talking about your your T shot that you got right before your mm-hmm. daughter was born, because 
for those who haven't had kids recently, uh, in order to have a child in a hospital, the number of vaccines that you have to be up to date on is just absolutely insane. There are no trucker convoys telling people that we don't need te- te- uh, fucking is it tetanus. Uh, pertussis and diphtheria vaccines. No, no one's saying that shit. Mainly because they haven't been, they haven't had a Tdap shot recently because that motherfucker hurts. My arm still hurts from that fucking Tdap shot. Still, That was five days ago at this point. Mm-hmm. This shit is so, I'm so sore. Now, it didn't help That's that true. homeboy came in and just stabbed me in the arm with a fucking hypodermic like an asshole. So I, I need to grab a beer real quick, but let me quickly ask you a question. Okay. So when it comes to the beer styles making a comeback, mm-hmm. okay, because I saw one on the shelf the other day okay. that I really hope makes a big comeback. What style is on your list? I'm going to go grab a beer. You can talk about it. I'll I can, be back in I can just talk. I can talk amongst myself. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll obviously catch it towards the end of what you're talking about. Okay. Okay, so I just I just hit the old pause button. It's new technology that we developed, Frank. Um, in yeah, our two okay, week so two week hiatus, we, uh, we we developed the pause button. Really hoping mm-hmm. this technology takes off. <laughs> yeah, I think Russia will probably adopt it in about seventy years. Probably. <laughs> the radio is probably just no commercials, no just pauses. A guy on a megaphone, just some dude, just getting whacked on the back of the head if he stops talking, waking him back up. <clears throat> Okay. But imagine every sentence ends and begins with Putin. You're okay. You're, Putin, how are you doing today, Putin? <laughs> your your question was how what beer styles are gonna uh, do? I hope make a comeback. No, no, no. Or what beer okay. styles or, are or making? You, a you can you can say that, or you can say because I've noticed one particular style. Is it that English? A large brewery down here. Is it English beer. pale ale? No, it's not. Okay, but um, <clears throat> large brewery down here cans it. Um, which is pretty freaking interesting. So in any case, the question was, what beer um, style is making a comeback that you're happy to see? Or I guess if there isn't one that comes to mind, which one do you wish would make a comeback? Hmm. Okay. I, from a personal standpoint, would like to see black IPAs or Cascadian black ales come back, but that's probably never going to happen. Um, so I would say this is getting saucy. Well, it's true. Like nobody really liked black IPAs when they were here, except for me and like eight mm-hmm. other people. Um, is that what style's coming back down there? Continue with your thought. Okay. Um, what beer style do I think is going to make a comeback here? I think, um, like crafty pilsners are going to make a comeback. Okay. Uh, and they're That'll probably going to be mislabeled. Um, but, I, the number of people that I've seen making New Zealand style uh, loggers are pretty high, so yeah. um, <clears throat> I'm I'm guessing that'll lead to more light loggers, uh, you know, lighter colored loggers and uh, lower ABV but bigger flavored loggers. So fingers crossed on oh, one of those. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. Um, so. You kind of stepped on the lead here, but yeah, it's oh. black IPA. Who's making it down there? Five one two, and they're canning it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So that would be another one that we could possibly drop by if we go on Saturday. They're open from one to five. They only have Saturday open hours. That's interesting, um, man. Uh, five one two got some 
They had some weird beers up here this time last year. They had like a gin barrel aged wit beer that they, mm-hmm. oh, I, I could, I didn't have it in me to buy that one. Um, but they also bottled like a double IPA for some reason. It was like a wow. barrel aged double IPA of some sort. I don't, it was wackadoo. I don't understand it. Like, yeah, this is a, uh, organic two row crystal black prince malt. Oh, black prince malt. And then love that key editions, Apollo Horizon Simcoe Chinook. I'm all, guessing those are hops all, or all classic, yeah, Pacific Northwest hops. Like they they okay. fucking dialed in hops from like 2008 to 2013, and then they use so the malts that they're talking about. Run through those again. It's two row crystal and black two prince. Row crystal and black prince. So black prince is really nice, and that it's a debittered black malt. Uh, so, uh, sometimes when you get black beers, th- there's a surprisingly small amount of grain that it t- of, of roasted grain that it takes to color a beer. Okay. Um, but what's unfortunate is if you steep black malts or black grains, roasted grains for a long period of time, say, you know, the entire, the entire length of a mash, um, yep. you can extract like ashtray flavors from that. Like that's how small amount, like we're talking, Two percent of the grain bill can extract acrid, acrid fucking uh, roast flavors in, in a beer. So uh, what's cool about specialty malts like Black Prince is that they don't um, they don't produce that. Uh, yeah, and it, it, it makes for a much more mellow uh, roasted flavor. Um, you know, and I'll, I'll I'll say this: we need to go this Saturday. Um, because I've never been to this brewery, and it's right by St. Elmo, so it could be a good, you know, one-two hitter. Dope. Um, <clears throat> I oh. don't personally still think there is a more consistent brewery in Austin than Five One Two. Their shit is so good. Yeah, it's so consistent. The Black IPA, I'm excited because I literally did a triple take when I saw that on the shelf. That's awesome. Um, didn't get a chance to buy it because I was busy buying other stuff for other events and shit. Um, but we'll go pick some up this weekend. They, they're large format. This is the part that I actually wanted to get into as well. They sell their, their pecan porter aged mm-hmm. shit. You know, the stuff that if it's Goose Island and they put their porter in a whatever, in a barrel for a year, they'll charge you double. $15. Mm-hmm. 15 bucks. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Like they're, they're reasonably priced. That black IPA is a limited release. 10, 10 bucks for a six pack. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing that I, not... I, I like that about uh five one two is they bring out different, different size bottles, different size packages, um, which is kind of weird, but at the same time, like, it would be kind of weird con- considering nobody else does that. They do yeah. a strange size bottle, like 16 ounce bottles sometimes, if I'm remembering correctly. I can't remember if it's them or Lone Pint that do it that way. Yeah, there's their they're, um, large format is all 500 milliliters. So I, I think that's... That's the, the in-between size of tw- like 12 ounce or mm-hmm. 16 ounce and 25 ounce. Two ounce. 25. Will, yeah, if 25 is technically a 750 milliliter bottle. Like Okay. So... Yeah, so it's... I mean, I just like... They're reasonable. If if you compare them to uh, Pine House, which will will go on Friday, right? Pine House, they're so that the uh, jellyfish 
is it is the most popular beer draft beer in Austin by far. Yeah. But not that far behind when it comes to like if you're comparing an IPA to a stout or a porter is 512 pecan porter. They sell a shit ton of that stuff on draft in this town. And you can get a four pack for 10 bucks. Yeah, what's weird so, about that is when people see porter, they automatically equate it to stout. Like, and I'm not saying you, I'm talking about mm-hmm. the average beer consumer. And so in a town like Austin, where it is, it's like patio drinking city, USA. Like a lot of outdoor drinking, outdoor activities, and people see porter and they're like, oh, I don't want that. But then when they taste pecan porter, they're like, oh no, this is fucking great. Yep. You're like, oh, it's because it's a porter. It is not, it is not a stout. <laughs> It like it doesn't have the ABV punch. It doesn't have the cloyingly sweet finish. No, it's a fucking just like a a dark English beer, uh, and it's a a pleasant experience. Yeah, it's super smooth, super you know, mellow. You know what I am drinking right now that is not super mellow. It is actually quite uh, aggressive and abrasive. Mm-hmm. Stopped by and picked up a four pack of old Velvet Hammer last week oh, from Petacolas. Uh, I like I haven't had it in a long time, and I got a hankering for it last like Thursday. I was like, I really just want Velvet Hammer, so I was like, you know what? Friday, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave work a little early, swing by there, pick up some pick up some brews. Picked up a four pack of Velvet Hammer, a four pack of uh, uh, fucking what? My thing. Oh, Irish Goodbye, which is an Irish red ale, which I might. That pick, one I've had. That one's pretty good. I might pick up another four pack of that and and bring that down to Austin this weekend because it is fucking amazing. I ripped through all. Well, I, I gave one to my neighbor Shannon, uh, but I ripped through the other three in about an hour one night. <laughs> it was. They were quite tasty. Uh, Evan, those those I remember that being a very good one. I I had the um, the Velvet Hammer multiple times and Brian knows I'm not the biggest fan of that beer, but um, everybody who has it loves that beer. It's a good one. Uh, it's just a fun one to have, man. It, it literally treats you like shit and doesn't call you in the morning. That's yep. every now and then you, you want that in a beer. You do. Yeah. <laughs> just slap me around a little just bit. Kick, kick me right in the nuts. Come on now. Just paintbrush me a little bit. Just and uh, yeah, no, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. Well, Brian, um, some huge, huge rugby coming up this weekend. Okay. Not sure if you're aware, but wasn't um, Six Nations aware. probably will get decided this weekend, unless, barring a miracle, um, France should be able to clinch it this weekend. Um, now, what is exactly yeah. Six Nations at a tournament that's so, happening? Yeah, Six Nations is a rugby tournament between... Six nations. Um, nah. It is France, <clears throat> France, Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales, and Italy, and they play round robin tournament. Whoever has the most points wins the Six Nations, and it's uh, five weeks of rugby with essentially a week off in between weeks one and two, and three and four. Okay, and <clears throat> it's it is the biggest. No, sorry, I said it wrong. Week off between weeks. Two and three, and <laughs> three and four. Uh, it's globally every year. It's probably the biggest tournament because it's six countries. Yeah, um, it's not the most important one because most of those countries, I think, between the six, they have two World Cups. Um, so the heavyweights down south is where the real rugby gets played for you know World Cup contention and all that shit. But 
the um you're, you're talking <laughs> south of the equator yeah it's okay. the, the tri it, there's a a series that used to be called the tri nations now it's just called the rugby championships and it's south africa new zealand australia and then argentina <clears throat> who plays in that and historically between those countries we have what 10 world cups so um those are the big dicks in rugby but they um <laughs> so basically we're watching this weekend six nations aka triple a uh triple no, no 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 not at all like okay. what's 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 fun about this is historically this tournament was dominated by france or england um ireland would go up or down but wales and scotland they never really competed and the 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 level of rugby in these countries have has improved so much um it's actually fun to watch now okay um so yeah we'll watch a little bit of six nations there's three games this weekend the most important one is the france wales game if france wins that they win the six nations um if they do anything but win then ireland v england becomes the most important match of the weekend because if ireland wins that they could then go on to win um the six nations um the the following weekend so it, it'll be a fun fun weekend of rugby but there's only two weeks left of that tournament and once that's done it's pretty much the end of the northern hemisphere rugby season and the uh the southern boys will pick it up may june um start touring england and whatnot wrap that up and then start playing their own seasons down there yeah uh yeah Fun, fun weekend of soccer ahead, if you're interested as well. Uh, yeah. Chelsea plays two games in three days. Really looking forward to that. Okay, so you guys play the, the Friday game as well? We, well, it's technically four days. So we play Thursday. It's a makeup game against Norwich City from mm -hmm. the weekend of the Carabao Cup final. Yeah. So we play Norwich City Thursday afternoon, and then Sunday morning we play Newcastle. So... Ugh. It's going to be a fun a fun four days of fucking soccer. And then next Wednesday is the second leg of the Champions League round of 16. Yep. So against Lille, I think is who we yep. play. Yeah. We're up 2-0 no, uh, to Lille, and we're playing at home. So I'm happy yeah, about that. Yeah, that should be. So you guys can probably... Well, against Norwich, they kind of played Liverpool pretty well in the first half. Yeah, last week. we're we're fine. We'll be fine against Norwich. We'll be fine. Yeah. Not concerned about Norwich, Newcastle, and uh, Lille kind of worry me. No, I wouldn't worry about Lille too much. I, I think it's really I would if I were your manager, I would try to rest the important players against Norwich and then play them on Sunday and then rest them again for. Yeah, see, here's the problem with that, Frank. You just got to decide who the important players are um, because right now everybody is kind of on that level fucking solid B-minus playing field. Yeah. If you, if I could describe Chelsea right now in, uh, with one phrase, it's uh, C's get degrees, and that is yeah. how everybody is, everybody's getting along at the moment. Mm. It'll be... It'll they can't be. be at the top flight all the time. Hopefully they get it together. I see... Um, Part of that might actually be Barcelona's fault. For what? Well, the the sheer number 
of players they're trying to poach from Chelsea at the moment. Oh yeah. <laughs> is kind of I I mean I I would as a Chelsea fan find it to be pretty frustrating, but I don't, the um, people they're trying to poach like they've been trying to get out of Chelsea since before we won Champions League. So yeah, and you know, <clears throat> so the the only one that I really care about is Christensen because I think he's actually a solid um solid defensive back so I, I i'd be okay with us picking him up um we need someone to kind of mold next to uh arahu so we'll see if if he's the guy if not you know he comes on a free transfer and i mean if you have a chance to pick up aspilicueta you should do that too no they, just they are a, just from a fucking <laughs> so, uh, a, a being around there standpoint he's a good dude to have around Exactly. So that's the kind of the leadership aspect. Th- those are the two guys I'm excited about. There's a couple other players we've been linked with, and I'm like, eh, you know, um, what's R- Rudiger is one of them. I think he'll go to Real Madrid. I, I... Well, so there's there's rumors that Real Madrid's not going to spend what it's going to take. So Real Madrid's going to try to go heavily after Holland and mm. Mbappe, mm-hmm. and it's not it's not clear whether or not they want Rudiger or or no. It, I'm not sure. It's going to be an exciting transfer window for the Spanish league because a lot of these teams have so Premiership didn't have <clears throat> uh, revenue. Um, so the Spanish league ties the amount of money that you can spend on salary to the amount of revenue that you brought in the past year. Right. Which is yeah, what, like, COVID, like, they blamed COVID on fucking a lot of Barcelona's shit up. Correct. So, the the problem isn't that you're bankrupt, it's that you're not allowed to compete um, <clears throat> with your salary structure as is, mm-hmm. right? So, you can't register new players, you can't, um, you know, certain players can only play in certain tournaments, uh, they can't renegotiate contracts it's like this whole thing so um with this year being a relatively normal revenue season it's still going to be down but it's not going to be as far down as covid um they've kind of managed to restructure a lot of players contracts now the thing that i'm worried about is if you're the player who got restructured and all of a sudden they're you know bringing in big name signings yeah and you're (laughs) like i'm here on a discount what the fuck are we doing here um so we'll see. It'll be interesting to see where this goes. I, I think the one saving grace is Barcelona paid these players so much for so little that honestly, the only ones that deserve paydays are the young dudes. So yeah. Pedri, Gavi, Nico, um, <clears throat> Fati at some point when he's healthy, uh, Araujo. These are the players that deserve the money. Uh, PK Busquets, those guys, they, they've gotten paid so much to be there. It's um, about time to give a little bit of a discount. They 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 haven't been earning their keep for years. Um, so, but yeah. I, so in any case, Christensen, I'm excited about. Um, I I don't know. Uh, well, Aspilicueta is just going to come for experience. Yep. Uh, leadership, and outside of that, you know, there's a bunch of young dudes that they're linking us with that seem interesting um the the other item that i'm excited about is um just how good 
the young midfield looks. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. We don't need midfielders. Really need to focus on shoring up the wings, getting some center backs. That's really it. This. It, I will tell you right now, in two years, Barcelona will be back at a Champions League semifinal. All right. You heard it here first. Two years. 2024, Barcelona, Champions League finalists. Uh-uh. Super, fi- no, fi- Super Cup is a- finalists. <laughs> finalists is a crapshoot in the Champions League. I-, I bet we make the top four teams in Europe, though. Okay. I-, I just It's the sheer level of talent on the field and how young they are is disgusting i mean it is not even if we had a striker that was just luis suarez comparable now i know he was he's a great striker right no doubt about it but we don't need a Messi. we don't need a neymar we don't need like we just need a, a finisher we probably don't even need shit put put harry kane on this team wow. the opportunities We're really going that down they, that low huh well it's not kidding. low but I'm he's kidding. not suarez um, but you put a competent striker on this team, uh, which is what uh, what's his face is showing. Um, Adebayo, is it Adebayo? Yeah, I think it's Adebayo, the guy we just got from Arsenal. Okay. Um, you put a constant, just a, a competent striker on this team. The amount of opportunities that that midfield creates is stupid. Um, so I'm very confident that. Just bring someone in. Doesn't have to be someone who's insane, um, insanely hyped. Just needs to be a very good finisher, mm. uh, and this team will score plenty of goals. Um, and then we need to shore up the defense because we're still not we're still not there. You want to hear something hilarious? You know, I've been playing FIFA and, and doing career mode with my coach in FIFA. And uh, I think you made the comment that I needed to turn up the difficulty levels based on my success that I was having yeah. a while back. I, I cranked up the difficulty. Uh, I am one from the top, whatever the <laughs> fuck it is, because okay. they're they're pointless, like, to name them anything. Because yep. there's, like, all-star, world-class, goat, good, and then best. It's some fucking stupid. Anyway, so I'm way the hell up there, and I am... Having to, I'm having, I'm having to restart a lot of games um, to try to win. But you know, lesson learned. <laughs> However, um, I've just won my third Champions League. My word. Um, I am not. I am in. Like I'm fighting for second place in Premier League right now after winning the third Champions League. So it's a, it's a legit fight. It is difficult this season. Um. This is the same team that I accidentally sold Kai Havertz for like a hundred million dollars under what he was valued because <laughs> I was <laughs> I was drunk, drunk and joking around. <laughs> yeah, I was drunk. I was like, "There's no way they're gonna accept." Where'd Kai Havertz go? Oh fuck! <laughs> oh my god! Mason Mount just sold for one hundred and eighty-seven million dollars, and I just sold Kai Havertz for sixty-seven million. Oh shit! I fucked that one up. Anyway, so. Yeah, and that's also, this is the the squad that I learned what a release clause is and how fucking don't ever put a release clause on anybody unless it's like a half a billion dollars. Um, So yeah, I lost Romelu Lukaku to Barcelona in the middle of the season. Really appreciate that because in this FIFA world, uh, Barca lost no money. Here's Uh, a non-FIFA. 
let me just cover this and then you can go you can go into what you the best trade I have ever been offered and I took it immediately when I saw it last night. Actually, I negotiated for five million dollars more, but I took it. Someone offered to buy Christian Pulisic. Mm-hmm. That someone was PSG. How much? Well, it was only twenty five. It was only twenty million. Okay. After they traded me Lionel Messi. <laughs> <laughs> so it was Messi for Pulisic. Also, Messi plus $20 million for Pulisic. Oh, my God. So I don't know if you know this or not, but Pulisic, in my world, him and Werner are number one, number two in Premier League, Premier League, Champions League, and Carabao Cup League. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's... They're stupid good. Uh, But, yeah, so I'm looking forward to playing. Maybe I'll play after we get done recording tonight. I'll play one game so I can see what the GOAT looks like over on in Chelsea Blue. You know, so so I've got a, a quick yeah. So just just in terms of the that trade that you made, yeah. Um, obviously, I, I don't know. Is Pulisic featuring every match now, or uh, uh, it, wait in real world? In real or, in real life, yeah. uh, no, he's still rotating okay. through. I mean, you got to think. So Chelsea has like five people in the front; they can yeah. all play, and they just rotate them around and through. Okay. Um, makes sense. I mean, you guys play a lot of games. You're in the Champions League. Yeah, and I feel cups. like Tuchel is is figuring out a rotation that makes sense for cup games versus Premier League Somewhat, games. Dude. I'll tell you that that man has been. I, listen, okay, this this was going to be my original question. Okay, yeah, hit me with the original question. We can get into okay. Tuchel. Are people getting tired of Lukaku yet? I think so. Okay. I, I think if nothing else, people are getting tired of Lukaku being something to consider. You know what I mean? Like Andreas Christensen is a fantastic player, and I told you this in our in our like in a message the other day. Andreas Christensen is a fantastic player because he plays and he's in the background. Boom, done. You yeah. know that you can rely on him. You know that he plays well. He's. I don't think he's scored a goal, and he's maybe scored like two goals in the last three seasons. It's not his role. Yeah. Not his role. Not his, not his shtick, but he has like only one or two like errors that led to goals in his yeah. last like sixty starts. Yeah. So like, fantastic. The issue is like Werner last season. People freak out every time Werner's on the field because they expect greatness from him, and then when he doesn't do anything, people are like, "Well, Werner, 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 Werner." Well, you have fucking ten other dudes who played really well in the field. Like, what are we doing? Why are we focused on on the lack of well, output from that, one person? The- the the unfortunate problem with playing the positions that Werner and Lukaku play is you're only as good as your service, right? right. So, and and Chelsea up each wing depending on the game can be suspect. So it's not well it's, if they find if they find something to exploit on one side, that's where they're going. Oh, they exploit and they the might shit just over and over again. Werner in the whole game plan, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, until it doesn't work anymore, you know, they're not going to go back to, to, to his side. So I've seen that plenty of times in Champions League where they find a specific wing back that they can exploit mm-hmm. and they will send, to, they will essentially cut the field in half. Yep. Well, it's because up until up until Chilwell got hurt in December of this year, our our fucking our wings were 
world class. They were fantastic. Yeah. You had Reese James on one side and Ben Chilwell on the other. And literally, you can pick a team apart from the outside, either with crosses, passes, you know, you know, sniper passes across the middle. And just feigning runs. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And it's a good way to keep a team off balance. And then you can mm-hmm. just switch it up on the fly. And, you know, you've run down the left side for an entire half. And then all of a sudden, you just switch it up outside mm-hmm. the penalty box to the other wing. And you've got world-class people over there, too. Yeah, so it's a pain in the ass when you see, like, when it becomes that blatantly obvious what our tactics are. But at the same time, like, if you start blocking, if you start adjusting your defense to, you know, stop the outside play, then the inside comes wide open and Werner becomes a target again. And the good, yeah. the good thing about Werner is that he is just as fast at 75 minutes as he was at five minutes. Lukaku, on the other I, I, hand, I would, I would zero. I mean, I would. Werner's what twenty three years old. Yeah, like what are you even doing if you're criticizing that kid? Yeah. Like, uh, now <laughs> Lukaku is goddamn twenty eight. Uh, yeah. Second stint at Chelsea, yeah. and the best way I can describe his general movements, lumbering. Oh yeah, he doesn't run. It's wild to watch him. Yeah, yeah. even when he moves the ball. He's acting like he's got two guys on his back when he's back to goal and making a turn to to make a run. Like that's mm-hmm. you what are you doing? I thought when when the season first started and he made his first appearance it was hilarious cuz we were playing like Leeds United or some bullshit. And he was just hucking dudes off of him. People would play like on his back shoulder and he could feel them there. So as soon as the ball was coming to him, he knew where he was going to go to shuck this guy off of him and and make a run at goal. Well, now people realize you just stay like two feet away from him. Give him a yard. And he doesn't know what the fuck to do as soon as he gets the ball. He can't figure it out because he's not fast enough to faint one way or the other. He doesn't have the ball control that Werner, Kai Havertz, no, Christian no. Pulisic. He's like, if, if people thought Suarez was bad with the first touch, which he he, he is pretty bad, um, unless the ball is perfect. Yeah. Lukaku is like bricks for feet. Dude, and, the the best that I have seen him play is within the box, with a cross, and yeah. even those random, like even those I've seen. Uh, Tiago Silva plays better headers in the box. Uh, Antonio Rudiger plays better headers in the box. Fucking Trevor Chalaba plays better headers into the box. Yeah. It's like more consistently, at least. And it's just it's a pain. It's painful to watch. And the crosses that he has come, like you know, you you scrape a a, a ground pass in front of the goalkeeper. Like that is perfect for an attacker like that to just flip it in, just get it, just a either just a knuckleball heel strike in, or just you know flip it to one of the posts. The number of times yeah. that Lukaku is one to three steps away from making that happen every game, it's infuriating. Those are just errant passes they look like, but they're they wouldn't be if Werner was there, if Havertz was there, hell, even if Polisic was there. Like those aren't errant passes anymore. Those are fucking shots on goal at least, if not goals. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, yeah, we're getting a little fucking tired of Romelu Lukaku. Um, yeah, I just I I think the unfortunate part about a player like Lukaku is he talks so much like he talks his game up to such a high level that he he needs to deliver. And when he's delivering, unfortunately, this season for Chelsea, it just hasn't really mattered. No. Um, like, he's delivered so, in fucking cup games in, like, the round of 32. Well, how many goals f- does he have in Champions League this year? Uh, I don't think any. 
Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. He may. He it, may. Appara- have apparently, has four. I'm guessing they're probably trash time goals spread out. And... No, sorry, he has two goals. Two goals in the Champions League this year. Yeah. So that's 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 been my problem with him forever. Um, he just you pay a shit ton for him. He he does have an ability to you know f- get into space and sometimes make some interesting stuff happen. But I just have never, outside of the one year at Inter, where the I guess he was there for a couple of years, yeah. but the one year that I was watching him, he's just always seemed to me to be this brute that is not super agile, not really able to do much. So he scored a, a goal, two goals in the club club World Cup in the two matches he played. EPL, he's got five goals in seventeen matches. Um, and then he's got two goals in Champions League. So overall, nine goals. I, I mean, I guess you can pay twelve million euro for nine goals and be satisfied with it. I, I wouldn't. But. No, fuck no. I, whatever. I, it's again. I got excited when uh, you know we we signed him just because it's another striker and it's a di- very different striker, mm-hmm. which is interesting because when we picked up Havertz and Werner, they are not dissimilar. The two of them. Yeah. Uh, they play a very similar style of football and they like despite Havertz having like a good like five, six inches height on Werner, they're not built a whole lot different. They're not fucking mm-hmm. physical players at all. Um, but both of them have gotten physical and have played really, really well. And I feel like I've adjusted really well in playing uh in the Champions League too. Because it's one thing to play, you know, whoosh, 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 physical in premier yep. league, but it's a whole different thing to play uh, against other European clubs. And then even in the, in the uh, world cup, the club world cup, I don't know if you saw that uh, the Palmeiras game, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> you, I mean, I mean, it's like what we were talking about when they were playing the CONCACAF cup or whatever. Yep. Uh, and the central American teams were playing the other North American teams. You're like, they're just, they're punching each other right now on the middle yeah, of the pitch. Uh, Paul Maris played a different brand of football. <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. Did, uh, did the ref call him for no, it? No, they didn't fucking call him for it. Like, at one point, I think Havertz got hit in the nose. <laughs> like, he was like bleeding from the face. And ref's like, fair play, play on. Let's do this. You know, it's funny, right? So, these that specific tournament is always that way. Um, CONCACAF, obviously, is just that way all the time. But I love seeing these, like, I don't know, whatever. Hundred, two hundred million dollar players face up against these dudes from the hood, essentially. You know, yeah, from the fucking 50, favelas 50 of Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, they've got knife wounds in their neck. <laughs> they're playing yeah, against. The best part about it is always like when when you read the fan commentary, it's always the South American fans are so intent that this is the way soccer is supposed to be played. They defend it. They're like, yeah, man, you can't take a shove. Get off the ball. Get off. Like to defend the match. It's like, God damn it. You guys play this way 24-7. Dude, okay. So I want to cover this one last bit of soccer shit. And I'll get off. I'll get off. Wait, the ball. one second. Let me just quickly. The yeah. thing that I that would concern me most about Lukaku, because this is something that I st- I saw, but I had to go get the stat to kind of pick it up. Um with Inter Milan, right. 2019 played 36 games, 97 shots on goal. 2020 36 games, 96 shots on goal. Um, 
five Champions League games, 14 shots on goal in 2020, three Champions League games, six shots on goal. Okay, so the the man averages anywhere from two to three shots on goal per game. Yeah. Right? Which is what you bought him for. Mm-hmm. Okay. 17 Premier League games, 26 shots on goal. Yep. Four Champions League games, 10 shots on goal. He is significantly underachieving in opportunities created off his foot. And that's the concerning part. It's not that he's not scoring goals. It's just he's that you're challenging near. the fucking goalkeeper at he's any no, point. He's nowhere in time. near the goal. Yeah. So it's yeah. that's what would be worrisome to me is he's not even if if it said, you know, end of the season, he played 36 games, whatever. Yeah. And combined, you know, got got to his 108, 110 shots on goal average. I'd be like, OK, you know, they're just not going for him. He's invisible. The man is invisible. He's on the field and you don't even know he's there. So that's what I would be concerned with. And it more so than anything. I mean, it's the same, like the same could be said for Werner last season. Um, after probably the first ten games of the season. Like he wasn't like, we know he was on the field, but like he wasn't getting shots. But what what he was doing was occupying two to three defensive backs every time he went down the pitch. Because they knew that if they didn't stay on his shoulder that he was going to break free and he was going to cause a problem. So he yeah. was at least a goddamn distraction. Lukaku is not like he's, they, no. they, they know that he's going to lumber down the pitch and they can put somebody at the top of the penalty box and not have to worry about him. Uh, what, oh, what I will say about Lukaku is he was not offside in the, uh, Carabao cup final against, uh, Liverpool. Mm. He was not offside in the second bit of extra time. He was very is this much the on one that they showed this like VAR yeah. animation thing. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "It's his shoulder was uh, offside," and then everybody in like who everybody in the announcer booth was like, "Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing yeah. it." Anyway, he was very much onside, and that goal should have counted uh, from Lukaku. But I will say this: that match, two things happen. One, Trevor Child. Oh, sorry, Trevor. Trevor Chalaba, because I forget that his name, don't forget his name is T-R-E-V-A-H, Trevor. <laughs> it's not a British pronunciation. It's how you say the man's name. Yes. Hold on, sorry. I'm just looking at this again. Oh, his VAR, like, decision? Yeah. Look at the line Fucking, in the grass. Like, it's a Van, bit like... Van Dyke's, Van Dyke's foot is clearly ahead of his hand. Yeah, way ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, that's just ridiculous. Okay, anyway, sorry, so yeah, uh, Trevor Chalaba uh, wins the fucking hard ass of the year award early in the season. I understand it's only March, but we're giving him the hard ass of the year award uh, because that man got cleated in the dick in that game. Oh. Like, if you look up Trevor Chalaba's injury from the Liverpool match, he got cleated on the inside of the thigh. Which honestly, everybody was very upset that homeboy from Liverpool didn't get a red card for that because it wasn't even like Chalaba is reaching out with his leg like this. I think I saw this. And the Liverpool guy came in at a 90 degree angle to Chalaba's dick and just tried to make a play, cleats in, catches Chalaba on the inner thigh. So Mm. it seems he had to be subbed out in extra time. Uh, Chalaba, after the game, as Thomas Tuchel put it, he had surgery in the dressing room. 
The man had stitches in his dick in the locker room after the game. Mm-hmm. And then played five days later. <laughs> Started five days later. No, thanks. Yeah, oh, no, God. fuck that noise. Uh, anyway, so uh, Golden Dick of the Year, I mean, Hard Ass of the Year Award, Trevor Chalaba, congratulations. Also, I want to uh, point out that... Maybe, maybe we should start an affiliate program over there, too. Uh, no, we don't want hand jobs because it might might pull a stitch or two. You know, we don't want it. Th- we want those oh, to come true. out naturally. It might be too early. You let me know when he's ready. Yeah. <laughs> we will. Um, anyway, uh, also, uh, Tuchel has this uh, bad habit. Anytime that matches, they can Wait, would end... You say, would you say he has a... Bad habit leading to late nights. <laughs> you know I can mute your mic, right? I'm just gonna turn that down. No, uh, he, I started laughing in the middle of it. I'm I know sorry. you did. It was rough. <laughs> so Tuchel has this bad habit in late nights or whatever the fuck he said. Uh, as bad habit of pulling Edward Mindy anytime that there's a shootout coming up or a, a penalty shootout coming up. And to, he's really good at those. Well. Uh, <laughs> He didn't he have a he, streak where he stopped like six in a row? Uh, no, well, he did in the African, like African or whatever the African the, Cup, the African uh, Cup of Nations, Cup of Nations. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so he he that's how he won the Cup of Nations for Senegal was via penalty shootout, and he he blocked. It was like four or five in that one. Yeah. Okay, but that was really his first time that he's been tested, and the first time that he came through with it. Uh, Kepa. Aretha Palaga. Um, this is your favorite goalie you've I ever had. Fucking hate this man. He is garbage through and through. He is. He was born in the dump. Uh, he is. He sucks. Highest paid goalkeeper in English or in uh, European football for a while. Fucking terrible. Um, anyway, they bring him in. He's actually shown really well, especially in the Carabao Cup. Like he actually won two matches for mm-hmm. for Chelsea, saving. Bullshit shots from like third tier English, English, uh, English football teams. Anyway, so they bring in Keppa. Now I have never seen this watching football. Now I admittedly have not watched it for many years. Um, but did you see how the Carabao Cup ended, Frank? No. So so I'm here's the honest. deal. Here's here's how I, it ended. I tuned in uh-huh. and then it went to overtime and I needed to leave. No, it's fine. Uh, here's how it ended though. Uh, uh, Liverpool won on penalties 11 to 10. Do that math. Do that math. Keppa. So the go- the goalies ended up having to kick. Which I didn't know was a fucking thing. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the goalkeeper's kick. Guess who won? Keppa stopped zero fucking goals. He didn't stop a single person. 11 for 11. Liverpool went the fucking goalie for the other team scored on our fucking goalkeeper. That's how shitty he was playing that day. Oh God. Then he gets up to take his penalty and guess where this one goes. (laughs) Okay. I mean, you know, he doesn't make it, uh, but you would, you would hope that he at least makes the goalkeeper stop it. Now fucking hits the hot dog vendor 16 rows up behind the goalie. God, it was so bad. (laughs) that's how i feel for him man that sucks that's not a situation he's supposed to be in it's a lose-lose situation for this man like the only way you the best case scenario is you you tie and you keep it going but like you haven't stopped a single goal up to this point you're over you're over 11 you're already in the dirt 
That so sucks. why not just fucking send it high? Send it <laughs> way high. So when they, okay, it, when they ended up pulling the goalies up to to shoot, did everybody was just essentially just going like us. this is unfortunate? <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh, dude, the the announcers were like, oh, we have a real bond boner here. Like, oh, it's a nail biter. All the all the fucking phrases. They were just dumping the bags out on the counter, hitting <laughs> hitting the microphone with all of them. Oh, and, you weren't even kidding. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, it wasn't close. <laughs> Ariza Balaga just balaga it into the fucking... He yaga that ball in, out of the stadium. It was... Dude, I don't even think the goalkeeper for the other team moved. He was like, fucking no, he, he, do- he dove, but he did do one of these. Like He looked back and was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't think I was going to miss that bet. <laughs> we won! I'm going to need 5G to go get that. Jesus Christ. It was, it was bad. Bad, bad. Uh, I mean... God. That is yeah, that's pretty pretty terrible. So, um, last last hitter before we wrap up for the night. Okay. Um, have you been following this Aaron Rodgers saga at all, or seeing news reports about it? Whatever. I saw announced today that he was coming back for the twenty twenty two twenty three season. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers has been like essentially fucking with the Packers since they drafted Jordan Love. Okay. Which was, I think it had to have been three or four years ago now where they drafted this dude. And it, you feel, yeah, 2020. So two years ago. So they draft Jordan Love and Rogers is pissed because apparently for some reason you don't draft backup quarterbacks that could be starters when your main quarterback is aging because you know the franchise is his to run and i don't know what the fuck else in any case they draft this dude in the first round thinking you know this is a good backup to aaron you know maybe in three or four years he can start dude's only 23 so aaron Rodgers is 37 38 you know by the time he's 25 26 he can take over rogers retires we're good apparently this is this big Offensive move. So last year, Rogers threatened to retire. Um, ended up coming back because this contract's like $35, $40 million. So who the fuck would make that decision? Um, comes back, make it to the NFC Championship game, whatever. But more importantly, Jordan Love plays in the preseason and looks like dog shit. Okay. <laughs> so Rogers then takes that position, has a badass season. Then comes back and he's like, well, I might just retire this year or, you know, maybe um, wait until I'm a free agent next year, whatever. Like he had all these things that he was planning on doing. In any case, not only did this man totally play the Packers, he played their fan base. He's coming back five years, $200 million, okay, which just straps the team even more. They're not going to be able to re-sign Devontae Adams after this year, which is probably the best wide receiver in the league. Right. Right. So he's going to come back and I just can't wait because Aaron Rodgers is not Tom Brady. He's old. He already has had several knee hip issues going into this year. Year five of this deal might be the funniest fucking quarterback we've ever seen. Just like he might be in a wheelchair. <laughs> I, I don't understand why Packers fans are so tied to this man. He's a dick. Like he's a dick, and 
he he has already shown to not be durable and you're you're gonna trust him to be with your team through age 42 yeah <laughs> okay I'm gonna leg it out man yeah <laughs> dude you you mentioned something that i wanted to bring back to the top of all nobody left behind listeners minds we are in nfl combine season as you all oh, know yeah. and this brings up our favorite favorite time of year uh when people run the 40 yard dash Oh and my God, Frank! I'm going to share this with you. Um, you might remember Chris Jones uh-huh. a couple years ago running the 40 yard dash. Um, defensive lineman out of Mississippi State. When this happened, um, sharing sharing my screen, no audio, yep. no, but he's uh, finishing up the 40 yard dash. A little stiff in the hips, but boy, is he stout again! Ooh, Balls. that hurt. Well, he's laughing. He's laughing his, because he his, fell his, and his dick came out. <laughs> his dick was flopping. His dick was flopping. And uh, as he fell on the turf, uh, he uh, his, his dick was just dragging in the dirt the entire time. And look at the guy. Hold up. Hold on. Look at the guy holding the stopwatch right over here. He's like, his dick did just I, come out. Did I just see a man's dick? I mean, I can't believe, this is Indianapolis, sir. Yeah, sir. This is this is Windy Stadium. Can you keep your dick in your pants? Look, yeah, it's the replay. So they cut this replay from. The oh no, they didn't cut enough of it. As a matter of fact, speaking of uncut, uh, <laughs> give it to the old college. Look at this. This is scrotum. Straight up nuts. You see his nuts come out the bottom of his shorts in this video, and it just. Ripped, I think he ripped the shorts. I mean, yeah, he like ripped his shorts, but then he fell at the end to cover up the fact that his got turf. Yeah, he got turf burn on his scrot. <laughs> that poor man. Yeah. Oh god, that's fucking his <laughs> wiener falls out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can find it on YouTube. This this video's only got two point two million views, and it's the that's ten funniest <laughs> NFL combine bloopers in, in parentheses. A dude's wiener falls out. There's, there's two. Okay, so this one's a highly memorable one. The other one is Tom Brady looking like he's running with a parachute behind him. <laughs> so fucking slow. It's embarrassingly. Embarrassingly slow is behind him. Let's just see what comes up. Yep, uh, it'll be. We'll we'll find it. Just do Tom. Well, you could just do Tom Brady forty because oh, that's, that's what that's, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's the forty yard dash that he runs in, <laughs> and it's it's not only that dash. It's how how far this has come, right? Like, oh yeah, this looks like it's ran in a high school gym. Look at. How- Oh my god! Oh my god! He's just he's running. He's running in New Balances, bro. Look at those. You thought Lukaku looked slow? Jesus Christ! This dude has no athletic form. He doesn't even have calves. Look at that shirt he borrowed from. Like it looks like he stole a defensive lineman's shirt. That's how baggy this motherfucker is, and he's wearing like khaki shorts what yep. happened and nowadays they're all like oh yeah you gotta wear these fucking skin tight under armor da, da, da. it'll cut 0.02 from your oh uh, yeah from your 40 and this motherfucker yeah, went this out and great, power of all time ran it in 5.28 I'll, I'll be fine <laughs> oh jesus christ it is a five and a quarter i yeah. i gotta be honest i was not fast in high school uh obviously and i ran a five three so i feel i feel like i could have 
I could have given a go to run for his money. It's not even just that. It's it's the form. You oh, know, like yeah. it's not the time I don't really care so much about because there are linemen that ran, run like five two, five six, you know? They're not meant to run, I understand. But at least they have form. Yeah. Like, Tom Brady looks like he just learned how to run yesterday. Like, <laughs> he read like, a I better not trip over my feet. He read a book on running and then was <laughs> like, I should go try this out like normal humans. Yeah, that's a, and then we'll create the TB12 running method. Um, <laughs> yeah, that shit really was just, uh, it cracks me up. But it, nothing quite like the dick flop. At the, no, at the I mean. Line. That is just hilarious. And then the fact that he he had... Okay, the man had seconds, milliseconds to make a decision. He right? chose, <laughs> and I, he chose the right he one. He jumped what, what on the grenade. Done? He jumped on he the grenade. He just <laughs> literally plopped on the ground with his hand protecting his ball sack. Not enough. Yeah. I guarantee he he sustained at least grade one turf burn on a scrote. <sighs> I no, no no doubt about it. Um, no doubt. Let's just quickly see where Chris Jones is at these days. Um, there he is. He is playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a defensive tackle. Okay. Um, obviously, I feel like Chris Jones is a very out at the moment. Yeah. I feel like Chris Jones is a very uh, like open name. Like there could be several Chris Jones. No, sure, sure but it's the same. Oh, it's the same one. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Same dude. Yeah. Nope. They show him running the forty in his Google images. Yeah, you yeah. can go see his nutsack but dude's <laughs> dude's a beast dude he had this past year looks to be 11 sorry i just want to make sure well no he had nine sacks he had a season in 2018 where he had 15 and a half sacks dude's a beast monster um nutsack got turf burned and on that note could have been the end of his career i mean humiliatingly enough it could have been but but he st- he 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 got up. You know what? Dusted himself off. Picked himself up by his cock straps. Picked himself right. up by the cock ring, and he reached out to Frank's HJs for the homeless, and he turned his life around. <laughs> Yo, you know, funny story about him. He uh, he was walking around after that combine, right? And everybody kept asking him about this this plopping down on his dick, and he mm-hmm. d- he didn't want to admit that this is what was going on. Until they told him they had the video. So then, then he got interviewed by, I want to say it was like Dan Patrick or something. And he's like, man, I only had so much time to make a decision. Oh, my God. He's like, I was really hoping it wouldn't be on video. Well, um, dude, I mean, you saw that. Have you seen the Slob Bunny video? No. You haven't seen the Slob Bunny video? No. Frank, you really got to check it out. Slob on these nuts. For Brian in North Texas, I am out. Slob bunny video, though? Okay. Slob on these nuts. Yeah, I mean, that kind of works. No, it, it does. It kind of works. It works. Okay. All right. It's almost as good as that time when I broke up with my girlfriend because she was obsessed with counting. <laughs> I do wonder what she's up to these days. I'm out.